joining us. And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. Oh my goodness, how are you doing? It's so good to see you. I know, I feel like... It feels like yesterday, and then it feels like it's been so long, too. So it's been a little bit of both. Alyssa Berlin is back in the house. I mean, not really in the house, but I mean, it feels like you're in my house because I can hear you, and I can see you, and I can feel your energy. I am so excited. I have to tell you, people loved, loved, loved your episode so much. And, you know, new moms, um, those who are listening right now, go back and listen to Alyssa's episode before because we talk all about postpartum and it's fantastic. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it today. But I've had so many people, I'm currently right now 10 and a half months postpartum. And which is so weird to think about because I was pregnant when we were talking. So it's just, it feels like, it feels like another time, another place, another, another life for sure. Um, But it's been really cool because new moms who are just now pregnant or, you know, just delivered have been going back and listening to the older episodes, even though they're only a couple months old to really learn about different types of, you know, special skills that they can learn for their birthing process, Um, you know, things that they can do to plan for postpartum, you know, for the postpartum anxiety, for depression, or just in general of how to take care of your body, you know, because we focus so much on baby, 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 which is important. Don't get me wrong. That's what I've been doing. Um, But, you know, I'm so happy that I learn so much from people like you about taking care of ourselves, because I was not expecting a lot of unexpected situations came up that I was not prepared for, but I was prepared for because I had voices like you inside my ear at all times reminding me like, you can get through this. Here's, you know, phone numbers, here's resources. So it's been so special for a little recap Would you like to share with everyone kind of your background and um, what brings you here today? And next time we have to do it in person, right? Next time I actually want to be in your house with you. (laughs) Um, But in the meantime, yeah, right? Totally feel your energy. It is such an honor to be back here because I I love you. I love love everything about you and what you're doing for women and families everywhere. And it is so wild that you are now 10 and a half months postpartum. I know. Because like you said, it does not feel like it was so long ago. It's crazy. For me. (laughs) For For you, it might feel very different. For me (laughs) too, it it completely feels that way. I'm like, wait a second, I just to share with you, I had to go to, I have to go to a hotel in, in a couple of weeks. And they said that on the hotel, it said adults only. And I was like, yeah, but what if you have a newborn? And my mom was in the car with me and she turns to me. She's like, you don't have a newborn. I was like, I totally have a newborn. What are you talking about? She's a newborn. That's, so funny. <laughs> That's right. Totally. Well, and, and, and you know what, we are going to honor and embrace those sure, adult only places because we want that time for you guys. <laughs> Um, But yeah, but it's crazy. I mean, again, you know, I know I was just sharing, I can't believe my oldest is about to be 19. Um, And it's not to say that it feels like it was yesterday. It doesn't, you know, and and we like to romanticize those baby stages. Sure. And and everything has has its beauty and its value. But yeah, to tell you a little bit, you know, about me or to remind, you know, everyone who's listening, Mm -hmm. 
Um, I am a perinatal psychologist and actually added cooking therapist to the pedigree. So we'll talk more about that. Um, But yeah, but I, I work as a as a psychologist, as a clinician, you know, my passion is helping um, anyone through major life transitions, but especially women and couples and families who are embarking on having a baby. And, you know, I'm a big proponent of prevention. So talking during pregnancy and talking before baby comes and anything that we can do to help mitigate some of the struggles that happen in that postpartum period, that is my jam. Right. Because there's so much that we don't have to step into. And like you said, having those incredible voices in our head, having those people supporting us, knowing that we're not alone and that there are ways through this is is it's everything that I'm about. Well, it's an um, absolute game changer. And, you know, I think that that's a lot of the questions that I've been getting from, you know, mothers, obviously, pregnant moms, but also from the fathers is something that I experienced in my relationship was there was such a strain in my relationship. And, you know, it's it's nothing but love and and all that now. But I think when you're immediately postpartum and you just give birth, especially I'll say for the moms, I'll say this, you know, the the hormones are raging. They're out of control. Mm You know, you don't know your left from right. Um, I've talked about it before and I'll, you know, get into detail later with you. But basically there was three weeks postpartum. I had to have a DNC because I was hemorrhaging for three weeks straight and I was at Cedars and I was coming in and out of the hospital and they couldn't understand what was going on and they were trying to fix it and it wasn't fixing. And so my, my, my hormones were out of control. I was completely depleted from blood loss. I was sick all the time. And all I could do was have enough energy, fuel my body to be able to breastfeed my baby. That was literally the goal. Which is massive. Yeah, Yeah. which was massive. And that was the goal. And it was really hard on, on our relationship. And I haven't even really discussed it that much because it's still like, I'm still something I'm processing, but I was so on edge and not in a manic bipolar way that I usually would be. I was just so on edge of, I need to keep this baby alive. Nothing else matters to me. And I will, you know, stand in anyone's way if they don't, you know, let me have this baby and, and be able to comfort. And, you know, it was really tricky and it was really hard because there were moments where after 10 minutes of me, you know, rocking, you know, lady, I would get Mm -hmm. so lightheaded and so dizzy that if my mom or my husband weren't there, which they always were, but if they weren't there, it would have been a huge issue because I just, I I don't know what would have happened. And so living with that frustration, I think, you know, it it made me very angry and very enraged all the time because I was so Mm -hmm. frustrated that I couldn't be like these other moms that I was seeing on social media that were the same amount postpartum as me and going on walks with their babies. And I'm like, how, you know, and it it was that, that frustration. So I think it is super important now looking back at it on how important it is to have a counselor or a support system or someone that you can talk to, you know, being the the couple, like the both of you, um, to really go in there and have that, those open and honest conversations and kind of have a mediator that can kind of, you know, I don't know, pivot and help help with this winding turn of 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 post birth. 
because it's quite traumatic and and mine was nothing compared to a lot of a lot of couples that have gone through um you know pregnancies and births and 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 you know and i do i hope that you know we'll be able to unpack more and more of it here together because it is it's so intense yeah and you know i mean one of the ways that we define trauma right mm -hmm. is this getting hit from behind Right. These things that I didn't anticipate, right? They were yeah. unexpected and therefore I felt unprepared. And and so the more that we can do, you know, to talk about it beforehand and, and for people to know they're in good company, right? Yeah. Um, is tremendous. Mm -hmm. um, what's the norm? The norm is that 67% of couples will experience some decline in their level of connection and satisfaction that they have with each other. Mm. Normal. It doesn't mean we say, okay, it's normal. We're going to leave it. Sure. But it is that first of like, oh, okay, this is expected. What do we do with it? Right. How do we create a plan? How do we work with the unexpected? Right. And oh my gosh, to be having dealt with three weeks of, of hemorrhaging and in and out of the hospital and, you know, that, that super and that hyper-focus on needing to feed your baby, yeah. um, that's intense. And it's intense on an already right. taxed system, right? Mm -hmm. That's still recovering from birth. And that's dealing with all of these other physical things that are happening and, and working with the couple, you know, so often what I find is really complicated is, you know, our partners mean well, yeah. they want to help. They want to support. We're not always quite sure. or sure. Our partners are always not always quite sure of what that looks like or how to do that. And that could be its own source of frustration yeah. because it's like, well, I'm doing so much. And it's like, yes, but it's not the things that I'm needing. Yes. Right. And how do we kind of get on that same page with, Efforts that are going in are meeting those needs so that we can feel that synergy. Yes. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're the amazing rock star that I know that you feel for doing all these things because it's hitting the mark of what I'm needing. Right. Yeah. And, and you know what? That's so important. It is true. It's the, the, the things that you absolutely need. I mean, you, you can list a, there, there'd be checklists, you know, of, of things that, that, my husband would do. And I'd be like, I, but I don't need one of those. Like, that's not, that's right. you know what I mean? Like, totally, and, right? and like, we learned, like we, we talked it out and we were very lucky because yeah. we had my mom that was with me that, you know, that's really awesome. got to take over if one of us needed a break or vice versa, you know, it, it was like a revolving door. But I, I tell you, I don't know how single moms do it. I don't know how yeah. you do it without family around you. It is so tough and I think that I'm so happy and I'm so blessed that I went through this so I could mm -hmm. be able to share my experience knowing that I had quite an amazing experience in the grand scheme of things, but still understanding why there's a struggle. And, I, you know, something that came up the other, um, the other week that I was talking about was I ran into a... a I was at a family function and I ran into a, a, a girl that I had never met before, but she was like friends with the family and she had just given birth and she was four weeks postpartum. And I, I was like, Oh my God, how are you doing? Like, how are you mom? Mm -hmm. You know, because that's what I needed to hear. And she was that's like, right. Oh, I'm fine. Like it was a great birth. Like it was easy. Like we're just not having a lot of sleep. And it was the first time that I had this moment where I was like, Oh my God, like I just want to tell you everything wrong that happened. <laughs> Because yeah. like, I can't even believe that you're just like so casual and like walking into an event with this baby, with your husband, you guys are happy, you're in love, like everything's going well, like you're not wearing diapers, I can tell, cause you're like gonna go in the pool, <laughs> like what's going on, you know? And yeah. I just remember being so confused because it was the first time 
that I had heard such a positive experience from a mom. Now I've continued to hear these positive experiences and I get very nervous that I myself am trauma dumping on people if I do talk about my experience, if they've had a wonderful experience. Is there something that you would give advice, you know, to someone like me, for example, you know, in regards to how to share the story in the proper way as to not scare someone, but, you know, let people know, because for me, I'm someone that wanted to hear everything. So I guess I have no filter. Like, I'm like, tell me all the like worst case scenarios because it's going to make me feel like, okay. And I'm, I'm glad I heard worst case scenarios because I did have worst case scenario in my own thing. And I didn't stress, I wasn't freaked out about it, you know, because of it. So what is something that, you know, we can do to kind of stop from this like trauma dumping? You know, and, and I think it's a great question. I, I, I feel like I feel strongly for the most part, we can't ever go wrong by asking a mom how they're doing. Yes. Right. And as much as like you were saying, we tend to be so overly focused on baby and whether it's outsiders looking in being like, oh, baby's so cute and forgetting mom or focusing on baby at the exclusion of our partner, which we also don't want to do. You can't go wrong by asking, right? Hey, mom, how are you doing? Um, And and then I think, you know, it really comes down to a lot of listening. Mm. And, And I think it comes down to a lot of asking. Mm. right? How are you doing? You know, anything that is, you know, more complicated or difficult for you? Are you wanting information? Because I had a different experience and I'm happy to share if that's helpful, right? And here's where I'm a big proponent. Help is only help if it's helpful. So is it something that this other person is needing and wanting, right? Like you knew you wanted it and needed it. How's this person doing? And then the other thing that I think sometimes is a kicker is help is only help if yes and no are both viable options, right? So if it's like, I'm going to do this thing or I'm gonna tell you whether you like it or not, usually that becomes more about me and a need that I have. Mm -hmm. And if that's a need that I have, I want us to honor that and figure out how to meet that need. Sure, sure. If it's really about that other person, then when we slow down and we ask, we give them that opportunity to say yes or no. And then that becomes the most helpful thing because Mm. it's like, wow, thank you for thinking of me. I'll let you know, but maybe I'm good right now. Or yes, I want as much information as I could possibly get my hands on. Please tell me everything. Right, right, right. right? Yeah. Oh, I How love that. that. Yeah, no, that that makes total sense. And 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 that's why I kind of like, I almost was caught off guard when she was so happy. I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I'm not going to say anything because I don't even know what I would say, you know? And it was like this weird situation. I'm like, wait, you had a normal, like, happy, healthy birth. Like it came out like in two seconds, like that's crazy, you know? Um, but you're right. Like to each their own. And you're right. You have to just honor and make space and and ask that question. But I, you're right. I am a firm believer. You can never go wrong with asking a mom, like, how are you doing? Like, how are you really? And, And maybe I would even jump in, right? Because I would love for us to even be able to examine kind of your reaction of like, man, oh man, wait, other people have that. And kind of what does that elicit inside of you to be like, I can't even relate. And Mm. yes, I heard you say a few times, right? That perspective of other people have had it harder, Mm. but that doesn't necessarily take away from the challenges that you had and the things that were a part of your story that were unique and that were difficult. And, And again, for us to be able to even unpack some of that, because it's like, whoa, people do it that way. You mean yeah. baby just pops out and life is just easy and yeah. we just go about our day and it's like, wait, what is that about? Yeah. Well, you know, no, totally. And it's so funny because I actually went to, I'm trying to think how far postpartum I was 
but I had gone to your husband, Dr. Elliot Berlin, um, and uh, for an adjustment to make sure that everything was in aligned. And I was so like, th- like so thrown off and so sensitive at that time, just mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, like I didn't realize how much my body had changed. And I don't mean like That's physically, right. I mean, just yeah. sensory, right? Like, like, Absolutely. like sensory. And, and it's so funny because after that I had, been gifted like a couple weeks after a massage from my husband and I had shared with him that I went to go in to and they touched my neck and I was like nope I'm good and it literally mm-hmm. was I didn't want to be touched because I had been felt right. like I'd been so like poked and prodded and yeah. violated so many times like during the pregnancy and postpartum that I was like I don't want I don't like this feeling of touch and I wonder like do you, not to get into specifics of other, you know, clients, obviously, but do you hear that a lot, you know, from people postpartum, from moms where they've, after their pregnancy and after their birth, that they don't like that touch feeling anymore? Absolutely. You know, and again, it's, yes, first of all, you're in good company. That is a very common experience, especially while we're breastfeeding. Mm. Right. Because if you think about it, we've just shared our body for nine, 10 months, 40 weeks, you know, with a baby internally. We've just gone through this really vulnerable experience with who knows how many people in that room going through labor and delivery. And now we're breastfeeding and we're still sharing our body very physically. And so for a lot of people, yeah, they totally feel touched out. Um, And that's super normal. You know, again, we always want to be able to lean into and understand what that's about, because for some people, it's the opposite, right? We, we know, for example, that um, nothing kind of signals connection and closeness for humans more than touch. And so for some people, it's like, I need to be touched more. I need that compassion, that understanding, that, um, that reassurance, if you will. right? That, that you still love me or that we're still connected and that, you know, even though so much in our lives have changed, we're okay. Right. Right. And, and so, yes, it could go either way, Mm. but yes, for a lot of people, it's that feeling of being touched out for a lot of people while they're breastfeeding, they notice a diminished libido, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like mother nature's way of, you know, ensuring you know, nice spacing between our kids, (laughs) you know, because it's like, don't come near me. Don't touch me. Don't even think about it. I'm good. (laughs) You know? Right. Right. Um, Right. And, and that's where we would even say, right. It's like, as much as people would say, Oh, everyone grab a massage. You can't go wrong. Self-care looks different based on our need and based on the person. Sure. And so for someone who's maybe feeling really touched out, yeah, a massage may not sound exciting, but maybe having a friend come over and bringing lunch or, you know, going out to lunch or sitting yeah. and taking a bath, right? And it's finding that frequency that meets our needs based on where we are. Oh, I um, love that. And it's that. different for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I love that. No, for me, it was totally a bath. And it was interesting because I did Ooh. belly binding afterwards, um, postpartum. And then, you know, it was great because that was like, a, you know, a womb massage and, and then, you know, yes. the wrapping. So that felt a little different because it felt almost like a healing process. It wasn't like me that's going right. into a spa and then, you know, touching everything. I felt safe. Yeah, you're right. I felt safe. because And I was that's like, it. It's like that close, tight hug, yeah. right? That was just holding you. And again, you know, sometimes we like to touch and we like to pat and like, sometimes I'll even tell Elliot, like, just, just hold me, just, just keep an arm there. Right. Because that padding sometimes, or that, that stroking, which is lovely 
it's just more stimulation to take in. And yes. sometimes I'm on overload. So it's like, just, just hold me. Like that, that works great. Just, you know? just, I want to feel that you're there, but like, don't move. Just <laughs> that's right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And it's and, and that so, simple. Yeah. And it's, it's, and it's so true. And I, I'm so happy to hear that, that A, I'm not the only one and B, that mm -mm. there's, you know, that this will soon like, you know, go over and be different. I mean, because I am still breastfeeding. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, the thing of being tapped out, I, I never realized, you know, I'm very lucky that I breastfeed, like I'm able to breastfeed and able to produce milk. And it's been yeah. really great. And, you know, she's now getting introduced to purees and, and whatnot. But like, lady loves a boob, you know, and she loves a boob. <gasps> and like, she just pulls it out whenever she wants. And she grabs it whenever she wants. And it is so okay. hilarious to me because I'm like, this is insane. Like, I will be walking in home goods and my boob will be out and she will be just there and we'll be just filling up with lamps and soaps, you know, because you have it. to do it. You know, you have to continue on with your day and when she wants, she wants it. And I'm not really on any schedule with her with feeding. So it's, it's truly whenever she wants it, she wants it. But it's interesting because I never heard, I've heard the thing, you know, I've been touched out, but I never really associated it with, the kind of breastfeeding that I am doing now, but yeah, it's a lot. It's like my body, it for all intents and purposes, is like hers right now. Like it's totally. her food source, it's her comfort right. source, it is her whole source of life. Um, and right. so I can't just be super casual with Sturgis and be like, right. "But here you go, like there for you too." Like, no, it's 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 tricky. It's totally tricky, and it's a different type of touch. And he's the kind of person that is totally, his love language is touch. For me, my love language has never been touch. Like I, I'm a touchy feely person and I'll hold your hand and whatnot, but that's not right. my, that's not my love language. See, so we want to get a massage for him. I know. <laughs> we want to make sure that he's getting that physical touch. He, he needs a massage. He needs all sorts of things. You know, he needs everything, but it's interesting. And I'm so glad to hear that, that that is something that that changes with women and men and yeah. that you know through this whole pregnancy journey I, I will get better i also want you to know as touched out as you feel right now yeah i promise it won't stay that way yeah right yeah. any person who so. has second three four kids can attest that intimacy and touch and all comes of it back. comes back online yeah it, it really does right mm -hmm. and, and it's so funny because i do i remembered my sister she, her being like the first voice of, hey, your boobs belong to your baby now. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, duly noted. Okay, yeah. good to know. Yeah. And, and again, finding other ways to connect and to develop other modes of communication mm. when, you know, physical may be, you know, your hubby's language and right now you're not really feeling it or finding different versions of it. Right. You know, so I, I just want us to put that out there. Oh, I love that. Finding you know, different versions of it. Yes. Absolutely. And again, like I'll talk a lot about, you know, for women, like the non-threatening massage, yeah. right? So what's the non-threatening massage? It's the waist up massage. It's the physical contact. It's the touch. It's not the fear or the concern of, I really know what this is about. And it's really a prelude for you. You know, it's foreplay for sex. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's not, it could just be about that connection. And sometimes with that safety of it staying in a certain place we're we're less resistant, Right. right. And even as I heard you say, I could hold hands, we can snuggle. I'm just not wanting to share myself to the level that maybe I was before sure. right now, because I'm getting a lot of that and sure. a lot of that closeness and that, you know, that nurturing. 
Yeah, um, and I think it continued to be, I, I think that beyond even just like, you know, sex in general, I just think that the, the mm -hmm. touching from even doctors, I think even freaked me out more than they ever did before because and then I had to go to pelvic floor therapy, you know, twice a week. And, okay. you know, I explain to people like it's it's quite, you know, it's a good thing, but it, it is invasive in the sense where, you know, things are being inserted inside you to make sure that you're like, you know, doing your Kegel exercises, you know, properly and everything. And it just was like a continuous thing of like, when will this ever stop from down okay. below? You know, and totally. I think that that's where... For me, it felt like I couldn't handle, and I remember there was a moment where I was leaving the pelvic floor therapy, and I and I was in the car with my mom, and I just started crying, and I was like, I don't know when this is gonna be done. Like, when am I gonna be normal That's again? Right. You know, because it just felt like my body belonged to doctors, right? It belonged That's to doctors, right. and I'm sure that there's like, you know, I, I'm not alone in this, and and other women feel mm -hmm. this way because it's just a weird feeling to be able to like give birth everyone's in a room everyone's looking I'm a very open That's book right. too and I'm very like free 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 body like look at everything but it was just like it was a lot you know and then going to the That's hospital right. so I think it just continued to be like a lot of invasive touching That's that right. it made me just like not want to even be get my nails done you know what I mean I didn't even want someone to to touch my my hands like it became that that far and they hear that and, and you know listen there's open and there's open yeah and then there's overstimulation and and especially you know it's so interesting because when we talk about things from a nervous system perspective a lot of things that our brain knows medically is in our best interest our body still experiences as an intrusion yes and so you know there is something to be said for needing to rebuild those boundaries yeah. of safety, needing to rebuild those boundaries of being in that driver's seat of getting to say, you know, who, what, where, when, and why. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. That in more emergency situations and more medical situations, it may feel like that's not as possible. And this is, you know, you know this is where we talk a lot about the importance of slowing down, yeah. the importance of informed consent, the importance of allowing our bodies and our nervous systems to kind of catch up or keep pace sure. with what it is a doctor is suggesting that we need, right? Because yeah. we want to make sure that at the right time, whenever it is that you're wanting, that these other things that maybe were self-care are still available to you and that those don't yeah. feel stripped away. And I think also, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it's just my experience, but I'm sure it's other women as well. Like, you know, your your nervous system is just on another level constantly because you're on no sleep. You're constantly That's just right. a feeding machine. You're trying to eat even though you're not hungry because you need to make sure that you're giving nutrients for your baby. And even if you're not breastfeeding your baby, even if your baby is formula fed, totally. still doesn't matter. It's just the, the, the loudness of the screams. And it's, I don't know if this is like a biological thing, but like, my baby's screams don't bother me, but other baby screams drive me off the wall. Like I'm like, maybe because she's mine, like I like it's like ingrained in me. It's like, no, you don't be upset on this because it's just her. Like hers don't bother me. It's other people where I'm like, oh my God, it's a child. Like, but mine, I'm like, she can be wild and crazy. And I'm like, she's amazing. Listeners sing. Like she's so cute. Um, oh, I love that. <laughs> but it's your 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 nerves are like constantly like 
I, I always say like to stretches, I'm like, if someone were to stretch a rubber band, like I'm about to break at any moment and not because of her or whatnot. It's just the stress of life in general of just everything is on just an, a, a, on another level. I don't even know how to explain and, and it. And the overload, right? Yes. But it is, it, it, it's the cumulative effect of enough little things will build yeah. up to something bigger. And if my reservoir is almost full, I have very little bandwidth to play with. So it's yeah. not going to take a lot for me to go over. Right. You know, it, it's so funny. I mean, as you talk, I, I, I'm hearing like book titles in my head. <laughs> Lady loves a boob, right? Um, listen to her sing. Like these are incredible <laughs> books that we have to put out there because they're such beautiful perspectives of getting to the heart of what it is to be a new mom. <laughs> Honestly, like it's so true, but she she loves a boob and she loves to sing. Like these are just right. two things that she has a beautiful voice. Like I, I will be yeah. shocked if she's not a singer um, because certainly I don't have that voice. So I'm just, I'm listening to her and I'm like, wow, it's so beautiful. It sounds so beautiful. Like she's hitting these great notes. <laughs> but that's something beautiful about you. Because again, you know, even as you talk about kind of the distinction and the dichotomy, everyone is different. And that is a relative strength and a beautiful gift that you have that to hear her, you know, being big and large and expressive. And to you, it's like, it's music to my ears, <laughs> right? Like, that's amazing. <laughs> it totally is. I'm like, wow, she sounds beautiful. Let's get her on American Idol right now. <laughs> Baby American Idol. I love it. Baby, Baby Idol. Baby American Idol. But, you know... <laughs> The, the importance of taking care of yourself and and so much advice yeah. that you gave me, I can't thank you enough because it helped me so much. And, you know, I, I just, there was such a journey, you know, with your husband of him helping me. And, and I just, I'm so grateful for all of this. That's why I was so excited to have you back on. I was like, this is so great. Like there's, here's, here's another like chapter in your life you know, that we That's can right. share. So you have this wonderful new book that is Thank out you. now. Um, please let everyone know all about it. You're so sweet. So yeah, so Plated um, is my new cookbook. It's on pre-sale on Amazon right now. It is going to hit the shelves May 15th. And it was a passion project for me. It was, you know, it was a source of sanity. It was a source of creativity. It was yes. a source of fun throughout. And I know that that's foreign for some people. We each find fun in different places. Yeah. But, you know, throughout graduate school and, and throughout, you know, working and feeling like a lot of what I do professionally is so cerebral that the kitchen was my happy place to create. And, and it was cool, although we don't get to do it as much anymore. It was a place that Elliot and I really shared together. Oh, and love we that. loved cooking with each other. And we loved, you know, finding like easy hacks that worked into our lives that made it, you know, just made right. it work within the craziness of the schedule right. and, and the presentation, right? Mm. So that's what it was all about for me. It was how to take something and just make it look pretty and sophisticated and sharing it with family and friends, yeah. right? You know, it was, it was just a beautiful way of, you know, our house was the house that people would come and we would all gather. Oh, I and I would love to just be able to to share that that part of me with people. Now, do you have special, you know, cultural like um, recipes in there that, that you share that maybe others may not be, you know, familiar with? And, and so really not. Although the, the cookbook is technically kosher or follows all the rules of, you know, kosher, it, it really not really it's more about um taking the stress out of cooking and so it's you know 
taking all of the means and, and um, pairing them with sides and salads and veggies or sauces so that you don't have to think about how to compose your menu. Everything's yeah. on the page there for you. Oh my um, God, that's amazing. See, yeah. something that, 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 you know, I've done my entire life and I got it from my mom is I'm someone that always used to host dinner parties. And whether I cooked or not, I'm, I'm, I'm an okay cook. I'm mm -hmm. not the best cook in the world, but I do love to cook. Um, I, I think that there's nothing better than bringing family and friends together over yeah. a meal. I think that that's such a special thing. And it's funny because our dining room is now ladies nursery. So like we don't have a <laughs> sitting area anymore. And we used yeah. to do, you know, dinner parties all the time. And we would have, you know, outside and stuff. So I'm very excited for summer to come along because I'm yeah. hoping that maybe we can move it outside and, and maybe we can cook some of your wonderful recipes. But I think that it's so wonderful that this is something that's your creative outlet um, that you're bringing forth. I think it's very important for everyone, whatever your job is, whatever your special skill is, you know, what a, if you have a passion for something, you know, yeah. be sure to take care of that. And, you know, honor it and love it and thrive mm -hmm. in it because it's important. Life is short, you know, and we have to enjoy the little things. That's right. And it's so nice that this is something that was little and special just to you. And now you yeah. get to share with the entire world. Like, I think that that's really, really great. I don't know. I've had this whole like perspective on, on life being short. Um, you know, you knew um, my, my, OBGYN was uh, Dr. Goldberg yeah. and and it was really bizarre to me because when he passed it was the I have I've been I've grieved a lot of people like don't get me wrong I've, I've lived through it but it was such an important part of my life in the moment of meeting someone right away and, and that passing of such an incredible soul who touched so many people yeah. it just like was this reminder of like I am going to cherish every moment I have in this life especially now forward of having a baby and, yeah. you know, and really any passion that I have and I want to share with the world, like I'm going to do it and I don't care if no one buys it. I don't care if no one sees it, if no one, you know, tastes it, whatever it may be, That's right. you know, That's right. I'm going to do this for myself. And I think that that was just, you know, a lesson that I, 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 I took from, from the passing of, of someone so special to that. So wonderful for all of us, you know, life is yeah, short. Yeah, I mean, true, truly a loss for the birth community, right? And like yeah. you said, I feel like most of us, if not all of us, remember where we were when yeah. we heard about Dr. Goldberg passing. It was definitely one of those flashbulb moments of like, yeah. what? That's right. insane. Right. And, and like you said, you know, I think that as we have kids and as life takes on new meaning, it's finding that balance and it's, you know, doing things that may not make sense on paper, but if yeah. it makes us happy and it speaks to us, you sure. know, it's going for it. Right. And, and so, I mean, I think you and I need to get into the kitchen together. Listen. I think we need to create and yes. cook and have fun yes. together. Yes. What is your favorite recipe from the book? Oh my gosh. That's a hard one. You're the first one to ask me really? that. Yes. It just came to me. I was like, oh, I wonder what she likes. Oh my gosh, that I'm a salad girl. I, I'm a salad, a salad girl I'm through a vegetarian, and through and so I'm through. a salad girl, yes. 
Yes, you and, and my my Tamar are our kindred spirits. Um, because yes, and so always looking to invent new creative ways for her to eat because she's not just a vegetarian, she's a picky vegetarian. Yes. And yes. so it really ah yes. Yeah. And and so yeah, so I'm all about salads. I'm all about, you know, interesting, you know, veggie combinations or taking maybe some of our typical you know, chicken or beef dishes and how to create an equivalent of that. And I don't know who the first person was to really recognize that cauliflower is like this universal vegetable that just works for everything. It works for everything. I know. But that was a game changer. Yeah. So, no. I mean, you name it. I can cauliflower anything. I love cauliflower <laughs> so much. I can't even tell you. Yeah. And it makes me so happy because Lady loves it so much. So, Ooh, it, it, I'm like... Yes, she loves broccoli and cauliflower, and those are my two favorites. So, like, things are things are looking up in the world for her. That's awesome. And and the kitchen is such an amazing place, right? Like, when we talk about, you know, self-care, and when we talk about our nervous systems being on overload, you know, the buzzwords now are all about grounding and yeah. mindfulness. And a lot of the different grounding techniques that we do, you know, are how do we engage with our outside world? How do we use our senses to ground in this external yes. world? And the kitchen is just like a cacophony of opportunity. Perfect place. No, it's yeah. totally a perfect place. And I, I mean, for me, I have so many memories of my grandmother. She was a fabulous cook. And all the yeah. women in my family are fabulous cooks. And so it's so wonderful for me because I'm, I have her recipe book that was, oh. was gifted to me. Um, and I can't wait to share oh, that with you. Lady. And yeah. it's so, you know, it's interesting, like, my baby's young, like she's she's yeah. not a newborn, but I'm gonna call her my newborn. Sure. But my newborn, you know. Um, Don't listen, mom. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, she's she's so cute because she's so fascinated by food, and so yes. I'll take her in the kitchen, and while I'm making her dinner or I'm making us dinner, I'm explaining yeah. what each vegetable is. You know what yeah. what a bagel is. She had a bagel for the first time. She was like gnawing on it at my cousin's house, and it <laughs> gave me a little anxiety. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, but it was okay. Um, but, you know, it was really cool to be able to see something as simple as cooking from the eyes yes. of a child and everything is yeah. like brand new and exciting. And it's like the best thing that she's ever seen. And she like freaks out yeah. when she sees carrot. I'm like, what? Like it's orange. Like she's like, this is the coolest thing in the world. You know? I um, love that. So it's really, it's really special. Well, Alyssa, I'm going to ask you my question that I asked you last time. And last time you answered your new puppy. So this time I'm wondering if it's going to still be the same. What is your emotional support? It's so funny because we have since added a second puppy to the brood. You are kidding And it is me. not my emotional support. She is a kick in the pants. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Is she the same kind of breed? So... Jake is an Aussie doodle who I plastered all over my Instagram yes. this morning because I don't know, you know, kids, dogs, when they learn to sleep vertically yes. because Jake just laid himself across my bed <laughs> and, and I love you to death, but it meant not such good sleep. No, no. Penny, our new addition is a Cavapoo and she is spunky and lives up to that girl expectation of just running and ruling the house. And so she's still finding her way. Okay. Yes. Um, but no, my emotional support is, it's very timely right now. And actually I'm doing something that I've never done before. And I'm doing a girl's getaway this weekend. Oh my gosh. And, fabulous. Right. My, my kids are now 
12 to 18 years old, never done a girl's getaway, but really embracing that time for myself, taking a really good friend. My friend Lucy is coming with me and we're going to hit the beach and we're going to spa and we're just going to decompress for the first time ever. So I'm like, (laughs) where are you going in California? So we are going to California, Ojai Valley Inn will oh always my have God, my heart, I love but they were Ojai booked. Valley Inn. I know, I know, but Ojai was booked. Ojai, if you're listening, find a place, but no, in the meantime, we're hitting Laguna. We're going to hit oh surf my- and sand in Laguna, which I've I heard great things about. I love surf and sand. People, oh, yay! I have not been there for a long time, but people love surf and sand, but I'm a huge fan of Laguna Beach. You're going to have the oh, cool. best weather it's going to be so good for you just to like decompress and like have a good time and just zen out and take this time for you. And I just want to like share with everyone like how wild this is that it took you 12 years to now, 12 years, Absolutely. Your, your youngest and 18 of your oldest to now yeah. make time for yourself. And I think it's so important and I'm loving that you're doing this and I can't. I can't wish you the best of, of like times. Like I'm so excited for you. I'm going to, I wish I could bring you with me at the right time. We're going to do a girl's weekend. That sounds so fun right now. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, but lady will be on the boob on the, on the sand. Um, Is (laughs) there anything that you would give as a final thought to, you know, moms or dads or new parents or older parents, whomever it may be, you know, any word of advice that you would give that something that you've learned from your, from your own, you know, experience. You're so amazing and you're always so insightful. And I, I, I leave our time together, always learning so much. Oh my God. Thank um, you. You know, um, and, and, you know, I, I guess where it comes to for me right now is kind of just patience, patience with yourself um, being mindful and being in the moments of what is knowing that moments are great and moments are challenging, but like there's that next beautiful moment, you know, on the horizon and to really just take things as, take things as they come. Right. Um, you know, and, and I feel like a big part of that is being able to align expectation with those different phases. You know, it's like, even though it did, it took me that 12 to 18 years to do this kind of things. That was okay because I was very cool. And I was very okay that, you know, while my kids were younger, being with them and nurturing them and spending that time with them was really where I wanted to be. And I found smaller outlets for myself. Sure, sure. Right. And at the same token, really embracing this new phase and these new opportunities. Grateful to Ellie for, you know, running and, you know, taking care of the home front so that I can do this. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get him to do a guy's weekend yes. one time and yes. he'll take that time for himself also. But, but I think that's what it is. It's really just like slowing down and taking things as they come and being, being okay with that. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I feel like that, that, that's the energy that I'm kind of like channeling right now. I love that. And you know what? Don't worry about him. He doesn't need a guy's weekend. <laughs> he does a stand-up comedy, which I have not gone to because the one time that I was going to go that I had the, that I had the day off the night that someone could watch lady. And I was like, finally, she's eating other food other than the boob that she could have a moment. Of course I got pulled out of town and we had to leave it out of town. But a dear friend of mine who I've met as a mom, um, went, um, with a bunch of of moms, uh, locally and had the time of their life. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to go. Like the yeah, fact that he does stand up comedy best. is the funniest thing in the entire world. 
Ugh, and you missed it because he did his opening event with my 12 year old and no! it was hysterical oh having them do gosh, it together. Stop it. So deal, we have to do it again. Yes. We have to do it again so yes. that you could be there because that's not negotiable. Yes, 100%. And if I have to sneak the lady into the club, then I'm going to sneak yeah. lady into the club. Totally. Totally. Oh and again, me, we will, we will provide cover for Lady because yes. we want all of you. Oh, I love that. Now, please, how can everyone find you? You're so sweet. Find me on Instagram at Dr. Alyssa D. Berlin. Um, find me on, you know, our website, www.drberlin, but D-O-C-T-O-R berlin.com. And, and give me a shout out, you know, just, just let me know how you're doing. Let me know if there's something that you're needing and whether it's food or baby or relationship, right? I'm a big proponent that all roads lead to Rome. Right. And I'm just here to support you in whatever way you need. Oh, I love that. Thank you.